Did you know that even if you feel like you're an ordinary person living a pretty regular life, you can do extraordinary things? Well, you need to listen to my guest today to hear how she's done some pretty incredible things in life and all without the pressure of being perfect. You're listening to the Dynamic Women podcast. Each week, you'll be inspired by our global community of women. They'll share with you tools and stories to help you be dynamic in every area of life. He's your host, award-winning coach, and the CEO and founder of Dynamic Women, Diane Ralston. Hello, lovely Dynamic Women, and welcome to the Dynamic Women podcast. I am Diane Ralston, your host, and today I have the lovely, the charismatic Stephanie Staples. Hi, Stephanie. How are you doing? Howdy. So good, because I'm talking to you this morning. Oh, well, thank you. Well, I, you know, I really wanted to, to bring you on because you're up to a lot of cool stuff. And I know that our Dynamic Women listeners really can take away a lot from you. But first off, why don't you give us a, a little intro of yourself so they know who they're listening to? Uh, me. Well, you know, a title, psychosocial wellness expert. What does that mean? A quality of life. I just love working with people. I love to work with people who are nice for a living. So people that give, have, do, share all day for everybody all, all the time. And then sometimes they get home at the end of the day and their best is all used up. Their nice is all done. And then the people that love the most, matter to the most and care about the most, get the worst of them. So my job is to work with people like that to help them be healthier and happier so that they can give their best to the people that love them the most. Yeah, quality of life. I guess that's maybe three words. Quality of life. Let's, let's crank it up a bit. Yeah. And so you, you speak internationally even now because you're able to, <laughs> to speak virtually to different groups. And so who do you like speaking to the most? Well, my background is in healthcare. So my background is a nurse. So I do a lot of work in healthcare. I do a lot of work in education. And like I said, people that are nice for a living and they know as soon as I say those words, people are like, oh my God, that's me. I'm totally nice for a living. And I kind of feel like people go to work, you know, they have this best meter and the go to in the beginning of the day and we've got lots of best and lots of nice. And we're like, nice, nice, nice. And best, 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 best. And, and then toward the afternoon and time to go home or, you know, our nice is all used up. Our best is all done. And then and then we go home to these people that love us and they get our leftovers and that's not cool. So I wanted to help people kind of revitalize themselves and, and have enough nice and best leftover at the end of the day. Yeah. Awesome. That jazzes me up. Yeah. It's cause it's, it's emotional labor, what the nice people are doing. <laughs> yes. And we're good people. We're nice people. We want to do this. We feel good. It makes us feel good to do it. But for whatever reason, we have that safety net that it's okay to not be sometimes nice and kind and polite and loving to the people that are most dear to us, right? Because we feel so safe there that we feel okay to our, we can let our guard down and we can, even if yeah. they're not the ones that caused us to. <laughs> Sounds like my kids <laughs> at the end of a school day. <laughs> well, I, you know, I've, ever since I joined CAPS, Canadian Association of Professional Speakers, you, you've always been a shining light there. Um, and really friendly and kind and everything to me. Aww. Have you always, or actually, no, let's start with what makes you a dynamic woman? What makes you currently a dynamic woman in whatever definition? Well, thanks for assuming that I am. <laughs> I'm not assuming you are. You are based on what I've seen, right? The success you've had, 
the lives you change, the cool things you're up to. Thanks. I think, you know, we don't see ourselves the same way that other people see us. So, you know, when I started this profession, when I started, did radio for 12 years, I'm like, I have no idea why they want to turn on my microphone. Every day I'm like, thank you. Thank you so much. I I have no idea because I didn't climb a mountain. I didn't lose a limb. There's nothing really extraordinary about me. But I think that maybe what I bring to the table is just real genuine (laughs) Yes. <laughs> That's all I got. Like I'm a pretty much average everyday woman did the three kids, four pets, you know, all that kind of stuff. And just trying to make myself a better person, trying to be better tomorrow than I was yesterday. Does that make you dynamic? I don't know. I, but I'd say. I'd yeah, say. And, and, and leaning into what you love, like leaning into what lights you up, what jazzes you up. And when you're doing that, even imperfectly, I think that makes you dynamic. True. And when I ask this question of groups of women, we get all, we get opposites actually. We'll get, I'm a great listener. I'm a great communicator. I'm great analytically. I'm really creative. We get, we get the whole gamut. And that's kind of what's cool about the word. It really, for me, it's about, are you a catalyst for change? Are you positive? Are you energetic? And it on, my LinkedIn, on my LinkedIn profile, it says catalyst for positive change. Ah, <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Ah, there you go. Meant to be. Now you maybe say, oh, I didn't do all these major, major things, but you're an ordinary woman doing some really cool things. So I, I know that you, and maybe you can talk to a couple of these. You did 50 challenges in your 50th year. I did. You, but you're, like, you're supposed to say like, oh my God, you're not 50, are you? Oh, that's impossible. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, when I read that, I thought that. And I thought, it's, I hope- It's the I, Zoom touch up your feature. <laughs> no, no. You obviously take care of yourself. I know. I was like, I'm not 50 yet and I want to look as good as you. Thanks. <laughs> so you also shaved your hair. I did. And you raised 17000 for the Children's Hospital. And you also learned music late in life. So maybe you can touch on these three things. And then since you talked about music, I think we're going to have to hear a song. Well, actually, they all are kind of related. So when I turned 50, I decided it would be cool to do 50 challenges in my 50th year. Thus, the, my latest, one of my latest product, products here, my book called The Triangle, T-R-Y. So what I did was I have a pretty big, as you could probably imagine, I have a pretty big comfort zone. And I knew if I came up with these 50 challenges, even though I would try and push myself, they would all still be within my extended comfort zone. So what I did is I asked people of all different ages and stages and genres and industries to give me challenges. It was kind of funny just collecting these challenges because I had to tell people, listen, like I still have to work. I don't have an unlimited, you know, financial stream. Like, <laughs> but I also wanted all these challenges to be in different areas. We're not single dimensional people. We're multidimensional people, yeah. right? Spiritual, physical, intellectual, um, social, emotional, and sexual, like all, I wanted it to cover everything. So I gave myself permission to take in these challenges. I gave myself permission to adapt them. Mm. So just because someone would give me something like, instead of saying like, oh, there's no way I can do that. I would like, okay, but how can I do that? So for example, uh, are you familiar with parkour? Yes. So parkour (laughs) for people that aren't sure. Yeah, she's laughing already because she knows. So YouTube it. So it's a very um, uh, gymnastic, you use you use things out in the environment to like, you'll see that these young 15 year old kids, you know, doing circles off buildings and jumping off things. And so I'm watching this parkour thing. And I thought, obviously I'm 50. I can't do parkour, 
but I found on one of my trips, there's a parkour gym in Toronto. It was called the monkey bar. And I phoned him up and I'm like, Hey, like I'm 50, you know, is there anybody that could give me some sort of lesson? Like a little bit of, a, Oh, absolutely. So I go in, I have this little lesson. Yeah. So I'm not jumping off buildings, but I'll tell you what it did for me. It's like when I go for a walk, every curb I see, every park bench I see, every obstacle, it's all, I, can, I can't do parkour at an eight, nine or 10, but I can do parkour at like a two, three or four, you know? And <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. that, is, that is such a win. And people, I think that stops a lot of people. We think if we can't do it, especially type A's, if we can't do it at eight, nine, yes. 10, then it's like, oh, well, I won't bother. Well, you know what? I'd rather do parkour to two or three than not do it at all because it adds, it adds fun to my walks. It, it makes me think differently. It makes me physically different. Like it's good on so many different levels. So, so that's one part of your question. The second part of your question, I guess with my head shape. So one of the other challenges was to do a major fundraiser. So I love having a philanthropic arm, arm to my business. I try and match almost everything I do with something philanthropic. So I, I, I was actually doing monthly fundraisers. I was like, how could I raise like lots of money? And then one morning I woke up and I was like, I bet people would pay money if I shaved all my hair off. I had long hair. And as I told my husband, he's just like, no. <laughs> and I was like, no, like, I actually think this would happen. So we did it live on stage in front of about 450 people. And as the day was getting closer, I was like, God, I hope I'm not doing this for like $500. Like, I hope we can raise some, some money here. So when you say I raised seven, that is not correct we raised the community. I could have shaved my head off in the basement and not made any money. Yeah. You know, 450 people. And I raised almost $17,000 for the children's hospital because people didn't want to do that to themselves, but they were willing to support me to do that for, because it was something I believed in. And obviously they believed in it too. There and then being a catalyst. Then, thank you. <laughs> and then the third, the third part of your question was the music. So that was another challenge was to learn an instrument. And I was like, okay, well maybe a harmonica, you know, you could put that in your back pocket or whatever. And then, then I saw somebody at our caps convention, actually, she was playing the ukulele and honestly, she wasn't very good, but she looked like she was having so much fun. And I was like, well, that looks like a fun instrument. Yeah. So for people listening, if you, you know, have them, don't play an instrument, but you're thinking about it or always thought about it. I'm telling you, the ukulele is like a $50 entry point on this baby. It's got four strings. In a week, you can learn four chords and play 80% of the songs you've ever liked. Even if it's only like in your spare bedroom, like for your own amusement. I have had so much fun with this baby. So many things that have happened because of this, these 50 challenges. It was a funnest year of my life. It was a super fun book to write and I hope yeah. people have fun reading it too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I got to interject here and I got to talk straight to our listeners. Cause when you said a type earlier, I know we have a lot of high achieving a type personality, super driven women who are listening and they're like, Oh, I couldn't do that. Or I can't do that. But the thing is you do like, and I'm speaking you to listeners, you do do amazing things. And I love that uh, Stephanie has shared that you can just try to do something and take the fun part of it. So it's more of a process goal of I'm going to enjoy the process of doing it rather than a results goal where I have to be amazing at it. That's why I did African drumming. I'm oh. so the so the opposite of who <laughs> normally does African drumming. And boy, did it really stretch my mind. I thought it would be more fun and creative but it really got my mind going in the sequencing. And then I had to learn how to drop back into my body 
and get out of my mind. Um, and so I think it's the same with everything. You learn to drive, ride a bike, play the ukulele. At first you're fumbling and you're, you're thinking, and then eventually you get into to the fun of just the doing. So could you pull out your ukulele? Could we hear a song? <laughs> well, yeah, I would love to do that. But I would also just like to just reiterate what you said. It is not in the end goal. Some yeah. of the things I tried were just like some things you try and you will ne never do that again. <laughs> never do that again. And some things are an absolute game changer. And yes. it's not in that end result. It is in that pushing yourself to, to try it. And especially, mm -hmm. especially for high achieving perfectionists, this is such a great goal. Like try something that you are crappy at. Try something that you know you will fail. Try something that does not come easily and effortlessly to you, that will make you such a better teacher, such a better leader, such a better human being, I think, man, makes you humble. Yeah. So while you're getting ready, I'm just going to let the listeners know after this song, I'm going to be asking Stephanie uh, if she always was dynamic. And I already know that there was a possibility she didn't feel that way when she was younger. And so we're going to hear about the, the flip side of being successful. All right. So the, you might notice this is not a ukulele. This is a guitar. So this is my COVID guitar. So I bought this in COVID. And so when I was, okay, we're gonna go back to in, in time here. When I was 17, my, both my brothers self-taught amazing guitarists. They bought me a guitar when I was 17. They're like, you play guitar too. And I, I couldn't play the guitar, man, my fingers hurt. And I, I couldn't get it. I couldn't tune it. I couldn't, they bought me an electric tuner. still didn't work. Every time I looked at that guitar, I'm like, oh, I'm a failure. The guitar wins. I can't do this. I can't do this. Finally, I decided, <laughs> to give away the guitar. I thought, you know what? I had a mind, mind reframe. I thought there needs to be people that appreciate music and there needs to be people yeah. that can play music. And I'm going to be a person that appreciates music. Put away the guitar <laughs> for decades. Yeah. After playing the ukulele for a couple of years, I was like, you know what? Maybe I could try the guitar again, COVID, whatever, bought a guitar. I'm not very good, but the guitar did not win. <laughs> and I'm having a great time with it. So, you know, you never know. Okay, so this song, yeah, so that, yeah, so you know, typically at a conference, I would be the one they would, you know, the motivational speaker. So they're bringing me in to be energized, inspire, motivate, blah, blah, blah. Well, I don't typically agree with a lot of the motivational kind of platitudes, you know, like never give up. Well, well, I'm so anyway, that's kind of the basis of this song. I'm imperfect, but here's the beautiful thing about podcasts, Zoom, etc., as opposed to being in person, you can just push mute, right? <laughs> You can just turn off the audio. But anyways, here it is. It's called Roses All the Time. Never give up, that's what they say. I don't believe them anyway. Never give up, I don't buy it a bit. Take a leap, the bridge will appear. You gotta get over all your fears. Well, I really don't believe that that's true. You can do it, so they say. After the rain comes a sunny day and you can be anything you wanna be. Sorry, I don't agree. They say, if it don't kill you, it'll make you stronger. Just work harder, faster, longer, and you too can be the best. Cause you're never too old and it's never too late. You're destined to be awesome and great. And then again, maybe you'll just be average like me. I don't know. They call me a motivational speaker, but I laugh cause I'm not that kind of creature. And I sure can't see roses all the time. 
Try to be happy, try to be kind. Can't see roses all the time. And sometimes I get pretty mad. Just ask my family. At the end of the day, the best seems overrated. Doing it all is kind of outdated. And can we please just get along? Here's one thing I know for sure. Positivity is a simple cure. And a little optimism on the side never hurts. On some hope and a few good friends, appreciation that never ends, and you too can have a pretty fine life. Cause I'm okay, you are too. Let's just do the best that we can do and agree that that will be good enough. You'll do your thing, I'll do mine, and if the world gets better, that's just fine, even if we can't see roses all the time. Nope, we can't see roses all the time. Be the best or always be kind. We can't overcome every fear. We may be too old and it may be too late. Maybe we can still be great even if we can't see roses all the time. Even if we can't see roses all the time. Yay! <laughs> I'm going to clap for everyone listening. Thank you. I'm going to, I just going to assume everyone's like standing up with a rousing. Oh, jumping around. You know, my, (laughs) there, what I love just even about the songwriting part of it was you had me laugh. You had me connect. I could hear every word. I don't know if that's me getting older that I'm like, I can't hear that. (laughs) I don't understand the words of some of these songs. And I, yeah, I was nodding. I'm like, yes, yes, yes especially now with perfectionism, like during COVID times, whoo, that's another layer of of stress. So what, how do people normally react to this? Like, I'm sure people come up to you afterwards and say, oh, your song connected with this way. (laughs) And it's really funny because one of the songs I wrote, so first, can I just say that if this didn't, I didn't know I could write, like when I was 49, I didn't know I could write a song. Like I, I had no, had no idea how to write a song. I don't know about bridges or the only thing I know about songs is what I've listened to. This only happened because, oh, maybe I'll try the ukulele. And then, you know what? When I was young, I used to write poetry to kind of get me through teenagehood. So maybe, and then I wrote this song called Nice for a Living, um, which is kind of who I told you I would like to speak to. In this song, I say the words that I say to my audiences all the time, some words that I said to you earlier. When I said, when I sang it, when I, and I knew this as an audience member, but I didn't know this as a performer. When I sing the song, people saw, like grown men sob this nice for like it just hits them in a way that the words don't hit them it's just different so to be able to express myself in a different way like this it's such a joy I don't care if anybody hears it or likes it I wrote this I'm like this is friggin hilarious like it is I was laughing at parts (laughs) so it's even if nobody else he sees or hears or compliments or what your whatever it is you're doing if it jazzes you up if it makes you smile if it lights you up if it I don't know. That's dynamic. Like that feels awesome yeah. to me. And that's other people benefit super duper. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, I it, it takes um, whether you're, I think whether you're a good singer or not, and whether you're new to it or experienced, it takes, takes some confidence to get on stage <laughs> and to do that. Right. And so, and I alluded earlier that you maybe weren't always feeling dynamic. So Share a little bit about that. Yeah. So I think I grew up the young, I think I grew up, no, I definitely grew up the youngest of four (laughs) and I was, you know, what they call a blessing. So my siblings were much older than me, (laughs) what my mother calls a blessing anyway, thankfully. (laughs) 
so, you know, everybody else was always better. It seemed to me, my, my mindset was everybody else was, was better, better, smarter, talented, like they were just everything. Everybody had more than me. I was always yeah. kind of last in school. Same thing. I wasn't the smartest one. I wasn't good at sports. I wasn't like, I didn't really, I was just, when, when, when I ran into a teacher, she's trying to remember me from primary school. I'm like, don't even try to remember me. Like I was neither, you know, bad that you'd remember nor so good that you, I was just like, so average that you just wouldn't ever notice me. You know, I think if people mm-hmm. that I went to school with found out I was on big stages or whatever, they'd be like, what? Like it just, you just wouldn't go. And yeah, so, but, but I've almost made a profession out of coming in last and it's not, you know, I, so I did a triathlon and I couldn't swim, but it's like every, I, when I was in different parts of the triathlon, like I literally couldn't see people in front of me. I couldn't see people behind me, but, and I crossed the finish line last, but, but I crossed the finish line in front of 98% of the population, you know? So it's all yeah, that notion. Do it. Yeah. You know, so it, it really, I think it's a gift that you allow yourself that, that gift of imperfection and, and trying and, you know, and then if, if dynamic, if dynamics, what's the word dynamicism or whatever, if di- <laughs> being dynamic comes as a result of, comes as, of a, comes as a result, maybe, maybe it needs to be less about trying to be a dynamic woman and more about just doing things that make you feel dynamic that, yeah. And then you will be dynamic. <laughs> Yeah. Well, my feeling is we all already are dynamic. We might just need to turn the volume up on it. I like that. And so you've already given us some ways to do that. Build a challenge in, just focus on doing something that you love or giving it a go um, and, and really pushing yourself into areas a little bit out of your comfort zone, just to see, just to see what you can do. Now you, so you're a speaker, you're a book writer, you're a singer, and also you're putting out a video, and this is all around a really cool Kickstarter campaign that I um, I just noticed about a week ago, and I was um, very pleased to be able to be one of the backers for it. Can you tell us a little bit about this? First of all, maybe what Kickstarter is, and then what it is that you're that you're hoping to achieve with this, because everything you do has a purpose. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for backing. Cause I, when I saw your name on there, I was like, Oh, that was it's just such a, it just is a, it's a real heart smile when you see people's names that are just supporting you and believing in what you do. That just, I can't tell you what that means to me. So thank you. Mm-hmm. So Kickstarter is a crowdsourcing um, site. So you put your project, your idea, it can be a tangible, intangible, whatever idea you have, you put it on there. You have so many days to raise a certain amount of money. You decide how much money you need. So for this, for this, um, project it's called Noah and the Triceratops T-R-Y so I it's kind of on brand with my triangle but I thought after this book I was like oh it'd be so cool you know to get that idea off the kids and I imagined this being the Triceratops that when kids don't want to try things they have this little Triceratops that will try things with them and make things a little bit more fun so I had in my in my head last year I'm going to write this book about called Noah and the Triceratops so every month I have like a plan of what I'm going to do each month in January I write children's book Every month last year, I, I pushed it down. February, March, write children's book. July, write children's book. October, write children's book. Like finally December, write. I'm like, what the heck? Why can I write book upon book with tens of thousands of words? And I can't write a children's book with like 200 words. It's so <laughs> much harder. But then I thought, you know what? I can write songs and songs only have this, this many words. Yeah. So I wrote, I wrote a song about Noah and the Triceratops. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's, that's a book. So, but books are very 
they're very costly. It's children's books are very costly to, to produce. So I was like, and it was COVID and basically all of, all of course, all of my work, I didn't, I don't have the same business model as you, Diane. So I'm a keynote speaker, primarily 98% of my income. So my calendar was completely wiped out. So I was like, I don't really have the money for this project. Anyway, so my friend did a, had done a Kickstarter. She kind of coached me on it. And I'm like, well, what does it hurt to try? And I love the idea of a community building this project instead of just me writing, I'm writing it. No, we. So anyways, I put this thing up, you know, eight days ago and it got fully funded in, in, eight, in eight days, which is blowing my mind. And the exciting part is now it's like we're overfunded. So I've contacted a group called A Thousand by Five and they want to ensure that Every child has been read a thousand books by the time they're five years old. Did you know, did you know, I, I can hardly say this out loud. Some kids get to school and have never had a book read to them. I, I just can't even fathom that. Anyways, so now the extra money can buy extra books so we can get books to this organization. And it makes me very, very happy. Yes. Yeah, so I'm thrilled and excited. And to see the community supporting this is, you know, I, and sometimes when we doubt ourselves, people believe in you more than you believe in you. Sometimes you've believed in people more than they've you know, they believed in themselves. So sometimes we need other people to believe in us more than we believe in ourselves. Yes. And it's funny. One of my quotes is, if you don't believe in yourself, hire someone who does. And the, the reason for this is you only need a little boost of it to then be able to run on yourself. Cause that was probably one of the greatest gifts my mother ever gave me was belief in me to the point where I was like, I guess I can do this. Cause mom says I can. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't ridiculous of what she was thinking. And the, yeah. I, it was only when I got flown into my hometown that I realized my mom was terrified for all the things I was doing. Uh, Cause I said, do you want to come see me speak? Like I'm in your hometown. I'm actually allowed to bring people. You can have a meal and watch me speak. Yeah. Oh, I'm not coming to that. And I was like, what? Like, you don't want to come see me speak. She says, oh, I'd be terrified watching you speak. I said, no, I'm the one speaking. And I'm oh. going to do a great job. Oh, I know you will do a great job. It just scares me to think of speaking on stage. And I wow. said, well, always had this belief in me and told me that I could do all these things. She says, yeah, but I never understood how you could do them. Oh, so that made me think what happens when we are out of school or out of our parents' home, or we don't have those coaches who say, yes, you can, you can do it. What happens when mm -hmm. we get out? And that's why I say hire someone who does, because you don't maybe have that person in your life. Um, but don't yeah. worry, I also talk about building other people around you to do that as well that you don't pay. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, so. And speaking of moms, my mom at 90, well, she's 95 now, but at 80, and she was so, so quiet, so shy, so reserved. She didn't even like to say her name around a table like, hi, I'm a little like she did what, that would be nothing. She joined Toastmasters at 80. Oh, 80. If that's not inspiring, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> oh, I would have loved to be in a group with her at that yeah. time. Yeah, it's we had a 93-year-old member in our group. He often fell asleep when most people were talking. <laughs> we, had to, we had to wake him up when it was his turn. Um, but actually, and and now you said she's she's 95, right? Yeah. I, I, I read yeah. that. And actually, he said the reason why he's had such a long life is because he keeps doing things in life that invigorate him, that he's learning. And so it sounds like your mom does that as well. Um, you're actually reading something quite interesting to her right now, I heard. Oh, <laughs> so my mom is in a different province than I. She's, she's almost blind and um, she's not very mobile, but she's completely right of mind and just a spitfire. 
But so I usually, I would sing. So I have this plethora of things I can do from far away. So we have crossword puzzle. Sometimes we do language. She's, she was Italian, but she hasn't spoken it in many, many decades. So I'll look it up on Google Translate. Um, I sing to her. She has her little playlist of songs she used to like. So I, I sing. And if nothing else came from my music, but, but entertaining my mom. But lately she's asked me to read this book. It's called Cain and Abel by Jeffrey Archer. It's an older book or whatever. Anyways. Well, there's parts of these books that are like giving me nightmares or kind of <laughs> kind of racy. And I'm like, I've never even sworn in front of my mom. I've never even said, you know, anything, a swear word in front of my mom ever. And now this like, you know, it's like, it's a racy novel. I'm like, mom, this is kind of awkward, like reading this to you. And I like, she was like, yes, keep going. She says, <laughs> So I'm reading all this stuff to her about swollen this and thrusting that. And I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. Anyways, but you know what? This gives me great joy in an odd way just to be able to connect with her right over the yes. miles and, and just have different things to do with her to pa- help her pass the time. It's been a tough, a tough year, as you know. Yeah, especially when there's not much to do and then not much for her to talk about. And so that does give that opportunity to, to fill the space and be together when you can't actually yes. be together. Wow. Yeah. A lot of, it's hard to read aloud after 45 minutes. I'm like, well, I think I have to take a break. <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. And I know probably a lot of the listeners are like, well, there are audiobooks, but that's not, no, but she business. can't, she can't work it. Like she can't see to, to work the, the technology. Right. She Aww. can't, she literally can't see. So anyway, and, and it's probably different coming from a voice that loves you. Right. Exactly. Also. Exactly. Well, there is another thing that you love and that's nurses. Um, and so you're doing a special a project right now for nurses. And I know that we, we do have some nurses in our community and, um, and I know our community loves nurses, especially frontline workers and what they're doing right now. So can you share a little bit more about that? Thank you. So we are doing an event. It's called the Nurses Week Resiliency Reboot. And basically it's kind of an, an event in a box. So what we're doing is over four days, we're having nine live sessions covering all different shifts, which if you're in healthcare, you know, this is a huge deal because typically what happens is a day shift kind of gets everything. And then evening and night shift feels very left out. So we are literally doing programs at like 11 at night and, you know, early in the morning, like all different shifts. So everybody can be included. And it, what's awesome is we're trying to make it super easy for organizations because they're already stressed and overtaxed. They don't have time, energy resources to put an event together. So everything's done for you. All the marketing collateral, all the the videos to say, Hey, this is what's happening on day one, day two, day three. So it's all about building resiliency, inspiring, celebrating uh, and helping nurses and their colleagues celebrate together um, what they've done and got through, gone through this last year and preparing them for what's coming. Cause I'm afraid we're not done yet. We still need them. So I'm super excited about that. And what are the dates on that? So Nurses Week, point of information, point of trivia, Nurses Week always falls around Florence Nightingale's birthday, which is May the 12th. So this event is from the 11th to the 14th, from Tuesday to Friday. And uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty darn exciting. Yeah, it is. And so uh, information on this, information on the tri- knowing the Triceratops, and more info on Stephanie are all going to be in the show notes. So if anyone's like, Thank I didn't you. catch that, um, know that it will be in the show notes so that you can learn more about it. And what if some, what if a nurse hears this after, after the May nurses week, is there a way of getting that information later on? Yeah. So we'll still have, I mean, we're hoping to, we're actually hoping to have this an annual event. Now we've got nurses oh, cool. from both sides of the borders, east and south and north and west and 
every which way. So we're hoping to make this an annual event. Plus, um, so it's my partner, Sarah McDonald, that, that and I that are doing this yeah. together. And you know what we, I mean, normally we would typically, typically go into organizations to do this live, but for the price of this, this nurses, we, you couldn't even hire one of us, but, but we are happy to come in, of course, live or, or yeah, remote or in-person, hopefully soon to your organization, aside from nurses week, of course, any old time. It doesn't even have to be healthcare that we love. Okay. Every, I would say if you got room for improvement in your life, I think I got a tool or two that can help you. <laughs> most of us, most of us have room for improvement, but a lot of people don't want to do anything different to get that improvement. Right. But I right. think your listeners are different because they're listening. They so they obviously, you know, they're willing to take some action. Very much into personal and professional development. Well, you know, and we then, just have a couple minutes here and I wanted to sneak in a final song. Will you kind of close us off oh. with a song? Or are okay. you? Out. Oh, well, I'll try and do better this time, man. I, uh... <laughs> Sorry about that. But you know, it reminds me of the one time I, the first time I did the Nice for a Living live, I completely forgot the words on stage in front of 400 people. And uh, that's humbling. But you know what? The, can I just tell you what they did? What? They, the audience, like, I'm like, oh my God, I forgot the words. How do you forget the words to a song you wrote? They just started to clap. They clapped and they're like, they started shouting, we, you got this, we're here for you. It's okay, you can do it. Kind of like what you did, Diane. <laughs> You're yeah. like, okay, right? The whole audience started doing that. And then wow. I remembered, oh my gosh, the words are in my case. And then the photographer went and got the words and held the words up for me while I sang it. Like, I don't think it could have been any better if I'd have sung it flawlessly, right? Because that imperfection gives other people, I think it gives them permission. Exactly. The song is called Really Truly Me. For you. I've seen the world now through different eyes. I've seen the world now stayed in, tried to hide. I've seen so many things, the ugly and the mean. And I've seen the beauty that kindness brings. I see you quite clearly, I wonder. Can you see me, hear me, listen? I'm coming out for the world to see. No more hiding who I be. This is really, truly me. And I think I like me. I hope you do too. But if you don't, it's none of my concern. If you got no taste. On people like you, I got no time to waste. I'm coming out for the world to see. No more hiding who I be. This is really, truly me. And I, well, I like me. I'm seeing the world now. Through wide open eyes, I'm seeing the world now. I've come out, there's no need to hide. I've seen so many things. I choose gratitude and love. I've got the strength to forgive and the grit to rise above. Please come out for the world to see and just be who you be. Just be who you be. So you can say, well, I like me. Awesome. And what a perfect way to end this, you know, the dynamic women community is about who you are and not what you do, not your title and be unapologetically yourself. And I love that line of, you don't have good taste if you don't like me and I don't care. I don't care. And I think that 
I, that's what I wish for younger, younger women is that you just don't care. I think that normally comes with age that you're like, I'm, I'm good to be me and say what I need to say. Uh, and I, that's one of my hopes for younger women is that you learn that earlier. Um, you don't wait till later. Well, it was an Amen. absolute, absolute pleasure, Stephanie, to thank you. Thank you for you. what you do, man. Well, you're making a difference in the world, girlfriend. Thank you. Thank you. So for all of our listeners, go check out Stephanie, go sh- see what she does. See her on stage too. If you're listening to the podcast, you can't see her. So go see her on stage by looking at some of her videos and checking out her stuff. And, uh, maybe you want to back her Kickstarter campaign or by now when you're listening, maybe you just have to pick up a book off her website. Who knows? There is a book for you as well, not just a children's book. So if you are an avid listener, thank you. Thank you. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes and also share with a friend. I'm sure there's a a woman out there who, you know, who's maybe a perfectionist who could hear from this and gain this idea of just try, be yourself, be happy. And um, we, we need more of that in the world. So until next time, stay dynamic. Dynamic Women for joining us today. Please hop on over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Who do you know who needs to hear our message? We'd love it if you'd share our channel with your friends and family. If you're ready to be more dynamic, have more balance and more success, head over to www.dynamicwomenclub.com forward slash free gift for your key to success book. Stay dynamic.